0: Welcome to The Subin Show. In this podcast, I try to dissect spectacular concepts and bring it across to you. In today's world, when everybody is searching for meaning, we have a range of choices between being optimistic and being pessimistic. Though this pandemic is not the only difficulty this species had to face, yet we live in a place with a lot of noise. I happen to stumble upon yet another amazing book. The name of this book is The Rational Optimist. How Prosperity Evolves by Matt Ridley. We are very lucky to be alive in the current times. Many experts project a grim view of the current world stating dangers of overpopulation, diseases and famines. They suggest that our current society should mirror past societies which were simpler and more idyllic. However, this is all far from the truth. This book explains how lucky we are to be alive in the modern world, compared to the violent and odious lives of our predecessors. Modern life cannot even be compared to ancient living. It's safe, easy and prosperous. Discoveries such as cooking have laid ground for the first innovation networks, for knowledge to flow between civilizations. Expansion of trade has led to the spread of trust among nations, resulting in the creation of wealth. Innovation and trade have put a stop to overpopulation and famine. Cities have helped the spread of ideas through increased innovation. Improvements in efficient energy use have been synonymous with human progress. Trade and innovation makes poor countries wealthier without increasing environment damage caused by climate change. The internet has exponentially expanded the collective knowledge of humanity. The level of sharing of ideas and living standards are directly related. Therefore, the 21st century should be very exciting time to live. I am a rational optimist. Rational because I have arrived at optimism not through temperament or instinct, but by looking at the evidence. Even those who have several paying jobs have only 2 or 3 occupations at most, but they consume hundreds and thousands of things. This is the diagnostic feature of modern life, the very definition of a high standard of living. Diverse consumption, simplified production, make one thing, use lots. Without trade, innovation just does not happen. Exchange is to technology as sex is to evolution. This leads to a shocking irony. I am about to argue that economic growth only becomes sustainable when it began to rely on non-renewable, non-green, non-clean power. Every economic boom in history from Uruk onwards has ended in bust because renewable sources of energy ran out. Timber cropland, pasture, labor, water, peat, all self-replenishing but far too slowly and easily exhausted by a swelling populace. Share your ideas. It leads to a better world. During the hunter-gatherer phase, tribes would frequently kill entire enemy tribes because of scarce resources. We have uncovered many burial mounds where all people had blunt force trauma or signs of death by dart, spear or arrow. Diseases like tetanus and gangrene were deadly and very common. Crop failures led to famine, drought was common lack of agricultural technology caused malnutrition and starvation. Since 1800, real income has grown almost tenfold. We are incredibly safe and healthy. Our living standard is incredibly high. There is simply no comparison to previous times. Cooking was a first step in our cultural evolution. Cooked food contains more calories than raw food and is easier to chew. Therefore, as a result of cooking, more nutrients reach more people in shorter time. Cooking created a surplus of food, introduced specialization and helped introduce early trade. Cooking started to increase trust between strangers. Trade of things other than food began as early as 1,60,000 years ago. Archaeological research shows that similar technologies are found hundreds or thousands of miles apart. People traded knowledge, technology, traditions and raw materials the tasmanians were people who got isolated by rising ocean currents around 10000 years ago as a result of being isolated they actually deteriorated in their technology use they forgot how to make fish hooks barbed spears and cold weather clothing they did not advance like the people on the mainland had therefore trade was the most important early evolutionary trait in human development communities benefited from collective knowledge of multiple communities make them many times more productive. Expansion of trade launched an explosion of trust, which led to creation of wealth. This change happened when people started to realize that the health of their entire community would improve, not just themselves. If they cooperated with strangers, bartered for what they were weak at, exchanged with others, served their own self-interests, strongest. In the 1300s, in Florence, a reciprocal credit system was created which rewarded those who supported each other. As a result, their society flourished. Diminished self-interest and elevated trust and trade resulted in their commercial revolution. Societies with a high level of trust are richer than those with a low level of trust. Norway, a relatively rich country, for example, has a 65% trust rate among people. Peru, on the other hand, a very poor country, has only 5% trust rate among citizens. Trade made food surpluses more common and famines rarer. As farmers 9,000 years ago in Greece stockpiled extra food and traded it for better tools, they got more productive and more specialized, resulting in more surpluses. However, such rapid surpluses eventually led to overpopulation, causing the abilities of the land productivity to be stretched to their limits. Innovation has continued however. Early on, hunter-gatherers needed 1,000 hectares of land to sustain a community. Today, we just need a tenth of 1 hectare each. This is how we are able to sustain a huge global population due to technology and innovation. The first cities appeared 7,000 years ago along trade routes in Mesopotamia. Goods traded there were olive oil, metals, wheat, wool, wine and more. This resulted in tradesmen as a profession for the first time in history, people who facilitated trade. New professionals and specializations were critical to the growth of cities and increase in global innovation. Special technologies allowed to travel more reliably over longer distances and carry more payload for trade. The Phoenicians, for instance, traded their special timber which could be used to build stronger, larger and faster boats. Ideal and harder to develop in isolation, ideas were developed better than sourced globally. Pythagoras borrowed his famous theorem from a student who went on trading expeditions to Egypt and learned geometry there. Education increased as fresh ideas travelled between all locations around the globe. Certain cities like London drew lots of talent from all over the world. In the 1800s, people marveled at just how many innovations have been sparked in London. There were special places where ideas could be cultivated through collaboration and everyone wanted to move to London because they knew their ideas could be easier to develop there. Cities therefore work like encouragers for cross fertilization of ideas. The entire progress of civilization is closely tied to learning to use energy more efficiently. Cooking allowed to get more nutrients from food. Domesticated crops allowed staying in one place, thus using more of the sun's energy. Animal use allowed to use their physical energy for crop farming. Wind power, sailboats, and streams were used to turn our water wheels. All this led to prosperity. The discovery of fossil fuels like coal has been the greatest transformational event in energy use which caused the industrial revolution. Fossil fuels were so efficient they made slavery and animal use uneconomical and raised everybody's standard of living in every social class. Coal's disadvantages are the emission of carbon dioxide, radioactivity and mercury. However, the output advantages are so large that in 1870s Britain in order to match the output of all coal would have to use 850 million manual laborers. This could not be possible because it would take 20 times the nation's harvested wheat to feed them. Our progress is completely driven by learning to use energy more efficiently. Early steam engine only had a 1% efficiency rate. Current combined cycle turbines that have a 60% efficiency rate. A large current fear from experts and politicians is climate change. As poor countries become richer, they can afford to start burning more fossil fuels as they join the global trade economy. As countries use more fossil fuels, the wealth they generate helps them prepare for famines and decrease their death rate in negative events of weather. As an example, when Yucatan was hit by a category 5 hurricane, no human casualties occurred because of their preparedness levels. When Yucatan was hit by a category 5 hurricane, no human casualties occurred because of their preparedness levels. However, when Burma was stuck a year later, two lakh lives were lost. The current projection of the reduction of carbon atoms in fossil fuels state that by 2070 carbon emission will be pushed out of our energy system anyway this is because regular innovation is already reducing carbon emission naturally the internet is exponentially increasing the knowledge of humanity as people share information every day without expecting any monetary compensation people enjoy helping others sharing recipes ideas, photographs, advice, and even medical records in order to raise everyone's collective knowledge. We are in the middle of cultural revolution, which was unlocked by the internet and its networking capability. This made the entire world one large city. Internet unlocked mutual enrichment like never before. Everyone can now buy, sell, learn, entertain, teach, and have access to information like never before. The internet will allow our collective societal brain to create and store more knowledge than ever before. Life is always getting better. The world of idea is infinite each new idea is at first dismissed with cynicism. The laser, for example, would not be used in the 1950s, but now it's used for thousands of purposes, from playing music to surgery. Pessimism is common among forecasters that assume that humanity would stop progressing and creating technological change. However, human ingenuity will continue to raise the overall standards of living through the exchange of ideas. Humans are the most advanced species on earth because of their ability to share knowledge and learn from each For example, someone has to drill for oil and make plastic before a computer mouse can be made. However, no one person could build a computer mouse from scratch. This shows that humans have more power as a group than any individual alone. So, the human race will continue to expand and enrich its culture, despite setbacks and despite individual people having much the same evolved, unchanging nature. The 21st century will be a magnificent time to be alive, dare to be an optimist. Some of the quotes in this book by Matt Ridley were spectacular. I loved it and I would like to narrate a few quotes. Random violence makes the news precisely because it is so rare. Routine kindness does not make the news precisely because it is so commonplace. Another quote, because it is a monopoly, government brings inefficiency and stagnation to most things it runs. Government agencies pursue the inflation of their budget rather than the service of their customers. Pressure groups form an unholy alliance with agencies to extract more money from taxpayers for their members. Yet despite all this, most clever people still call call for government to run more things and assume that if it did so, it would somehow be more perfect, more selfless next time. (laughs) Another quote, it is strange to me that most people assume companies will be imperfect as they are, but they assume that government agencies will be perfect which they are not. Another quote, at some point, human intelligence become collective and cumulative in the way that happened to no other animal. Another beautiful quote, humanity is experiencing an extraordinary burst of evolutionary change driven by good old-fashioned Darwinian natural selection. But it is selection among ideas, not among genes. Another beautiful quote, those of libertarian bent often prove more generous than those of a socialist persuasion, where the socialist feels that it is government's job to look after the poor using taxes. Libertarians think it is their duty. Another beautiful quote, it is my proposition that the human race has become a collective problem-solving machine and it solves problems by changing its ways. One more beautiful quote, it is common to find that two traders both think their counterparts are idiotically overpaying. This is the beauty of ricardo's magic tricks another big one the big firms that survive will do so by turning themselves into bottom-up evolvers one more beautiful one the cornucopia that greets you as you enter the supermarket dwarfs anything that louis XIV ever experienced and it is probably less likely to contain salmonella (laughs) another one the australian economist peter saunders argues nobody planned the global capitalist system nobody runs it and nobody really comprehends it. This particularly offends intellectuals for capitalism, renders them redundant. It gets on perfectly well without them. Last but not the least, then there appeared upon the earth a new kind of humanoid which refuses to play by the rules. Without any changes in its body and without any succession of species, it just kept changing its habits. For the first time, its technology changed faster than its anatomy. This was an evolutionary novelty and you are it. Ridley is no mindless Pollyann. He knows that this is by no means the best of all possible worlds. Many millions still live in object poverty, especially in Africa. The economic slump has destroyed jobs, the environment is overexploited. Even so, Ridley is worried that excessive pessimism about these ills will lead to cures that are worse than the disease. On past form, things will get better if left to themselves. Fears about global warming are a particular bugbear of Ridley's. He does not dispute the figures about temperature increases, but he does object to the measures proposed in response. Restrictions on carbon-based power will badly damage the poor of today in order to protect our fair richer descendants from intangible dangers that they will be better able to cope with themselves. Ridley's arguments are unlikely to convince everyone. Some people will continue to insist that everything is going to the dogs, whatever evidence they have shown. But this book does not present a challenge to those pessimists who are prepared to be rational. It's an amazing read, I loved it. Every bit of it. We are living at a time where breaking news is most sought after in terms of news. A huge amount of pessimism is surrounding across the globe. This pandemic has definitely fueled it. It's time for us to think optimistically. Rather, I would say it's time to think like a rational optimist who actually wants to make a difference. I hope you enjoyed my podcast. Please do let me know your suggestions through your valuable comments. If you like this podcast, go ahead and share it to others. I'm sure it will help somebody. This is Subin signing out. Thank you.